What's up, everybody? This is Keep It 100 Sports. We're back for episode number 21 with Grant, Colton, William, and I. And Colton's got the question of the day, actually, today. All right, so KJ Costello threw for 623 yards on my LSU defense. So I thought we should go ahead and ask this question. Who currently has the single-game passing yards record in college football? A, Baker Mayfield. B, Joe Burrow. C, Patrick Mahomes. D, Sam Bradford. We'll get back to that one at the end of the show. William looks confident over there like he knows it. (laughs) He probably does. The NBA Finals starts tonight between the Heat and the Lakers. Sports bettors are actually betting already for the Heat to win the series. Coach Holcomb is not going to be very happy. And I hate to say it to go against... uh, Vegas, but I, I don't agree with them. Odds opened with the Lakers, you know, being the favorite, but betters have started betting on the Heat to win the series. Um, what do you think about this? Honestly, I do have the Lakers winning the series, but I do have the Heat winning tonight. I think the Heat come out and win. I think the momentum, the hype comes out and they play really well. Kind of like a like a, a little school playing a big school in the first half of a football game. A little something like that. Mm-hmm. But in the second half, I feel the Lakers kind of come back and uh, tell them. And he's like, you know, I'm LeBron James. Remember that. Mm-hmm. I think Harrow continues to play like he has. Um, I think the biggest storyline with the series is not only LeBron going against his former team with the Heat, but if LeBron manages to lose this series... The GOAT conversation is thrown out the window. People, people are really going to start to question him, his GOAT status. Because at the moment, it's tight for me. It's really tight. And if he wins this one and if he can win a few more, you know, that conversation is going to continue to trend in LeBron's way. However, if he loses to this Heat team with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, looking back, it's not going to look great on his resume. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, I like this Heat team. Uh, I mean, they consist of a bunch of underdogs, and they're currently in an underdog situation. Uh, from Jimmy Butler being a three-star in high school uh, to Duncan Robinson, not uh, from no one knowing who he was. No, today, yeah, he was. To Jay Crowder, um, no one really. Not he went to Marquette, and not a ton of people really know who he was. Just like Jimmy Butler, so I think this Heat team's been all in a similar situation. But I think LeBron and AD are. Too much to stop, but I do like the Heat tonight. Uh, I'm going to go with the Heat. Um, I don't know if they'll get the game one. Uh, I'm honestly going Lakers game ones because they're probably going to come out and try to make a statement. But if you watch the Heat play, they play team ball. Um, you know, you got the Lakers playing. LeBron has a bad game or AD has a bad game, then it's going to be a close. It's not going to be a runaway. Um, and, you know, the Heat are constantly having scores, you know, with Robinson and you got Jimmy Butler and Hero like it's just everybody can score with the Heat and they play real team ball you know who the Heat remind me a lot of the San Antonio Spurs Mm. exactly they remind me a lot of them maybe not as well coached because Coach Pop is the GOAT yeah definitely in the conversation I put Phil Jackson over him and you know speaking to Grant's point about Duncan Robinson Duncan Robinson was texting a sports media person to ask him like for a recommendation or to be a shadow to be able to learn about what the media was like he had he thought his career was over after michigan after he went to michigan he was like all right i'm done and doesn't get drafted but gets picked up by a nba squad and you know is now what the 
I think he's a three-point leader for undrafted free agents, and he's up there in the Heat with the Heat, too, like their records. Right. And even prior to that, I mean, he's the first D3 player ever exactly. to go to the NBA. And, and not only is he in the NBA and is he, is he's a role player, but he's becoming, a, a, as you said, a prolific three-point shooter. And he's really added to this Heat's arsenal, and he's a real weapon. Um, so you have to account to him whenever he's on the floor. That's what I like about the Heat. For the Heat to win this series, Harrow and Robinson have to stay hot the whole time. They have to rebound, they too. They have to. Yes. They have yeah. to rebound. And I'm, I'm, the only thing that scares me about this Lakers team is I just don't think – I mean, the Heat are a great defensive team. They're a great 3 and D team. But you just can't – you're not going to catch LeBron and AD struggling the same night. You may catch LeBron struggling, but then AD is going to have an amazing game or the exactly. other way around. I can't – I don't see both of them – having a poor game for multiple games in the same series. No, it'll, they'll go back and forth with that. Um, they'll both not. There's no way. They can't afford that. Yeah, exactly. I'm Honestly, I'm interested to see how they attempt to defend LeBron and how they attempt to contain him. Because obviously they have Iguodala, who did a great job in that Warrior series a few years ago. And they have Jay Crowder, who's another good defender. I just wonder how much of a dent does it do. And obviously you have the Bam Adebayo-Anthony Davis matchup. I wonder how Bam plays. He's a young player against, you know, arguably uh, a top three big in the league. I, I don't yeah. know if I would even say arguably. He's definitely a top three big in the league. So I'm interested to see how Bam responds. Does he answer the bell? Um, I'm looking forward to it. Hey, but if you're the Heat, this is the kind of situation you want to be in. You've been counted out the whole year. That's exactly right. You were not even projected to make the playoffs, I don't think. Jimmy Butler comes over to the Heat and he's to leave – Philly, which everyone thought terrible mistake. You're not going to do anything. You're just you're just trying to get some money, and you're not gonna, you're not going to make the playoffs. But hey, he leads them to the finals, and hey, and they have a you know I think they have a good chance if they can contain Anthony Davis and LeBron. You don't have to stop them. You just have to contain them. And if they can if they can play good enough defense and score and keep scoring with all the different players, because that's one thing. LeBron and AD can only guard. Two people. Mm-hmm. You got five scorers out there for the Heat. Yeah. That they should push the ball. Absolutely. Yeah, it's funny, William, that you mentioned Andre Iguodala. He actually became the first player in NBA history to reach six straight NBA finals. Got <laughs> traded or got picked up by the Heat this offseason from the Warriors. Um, obviously, what they did over there, but I kind of find that funny. Um, and then Jimmy Butler, two former Sixers. So I'm cheering for the Heat um, this series. How about Deion Waiters? Yeah, that that he gets it's, gets a ring on gets a ring if, no matter what. Hey, that, that's it, wild. You're doing something right if that's that's how it's working out for you. So now we'll get into our series predictions. Personally, I'm really looking forward to this series. Um, I'm interested to see how Spolstra, de- you know, defends against LeBron because uh, obviously he's known him, he's coached him, so he knows a little bit about him. He's got some background on him that most people don't. I'm interested there, but I do think that the talent with LeBron and Anthony Davis is too much, and I have the Lakers in six. See, I agree, and that dude, he was a video director for the Heat and now is the head coach, so he definitely does have a little more than everyone else on LeBron, but I I think it's a great series, and it's going to be very entertaining, but I got to go Lakers in seven. Yeah, I agree. I got Lakers in seven. Uh, I just think uh, AD, like I mentioned earlier, you're not going to catch LeBron and AD both having an off night on the same night um, for multiple games in the series. I'm going to go underdog here. I'm going with the Heat in seven. Wow. Oh, wow. Hey. I like 
I, I want like to see it. it. I, if I pick, I'm cheering for the Heat. Yeah, I, I definitely am cheering for the Heat. I love a good underdog story. Who doesn't? And the media will take it by storm if exactly. the Heat will win, and I hope they do. But I just don't. I just don't know. Oh, dude! If if the Heat win, the media will have a field day on LeBron James. His it's, legacy will what's come his into name? question. Stephen A. Smith will go crazy. Smith. Uh, oh Skip Bayless God, will lose I'm his mind. Definitely watching first take. That. Hey, <laughs> hey, William. So if uh, Tyler Hero wins a ring, is he uh, a better rookie than Zion Williamson? No, no. You're you're not serious, are you? No. Here we go. I'm obviously not. Here okay, for a second I was like, hold on. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, I don't know, man. If he, he gets a ring, and he, he he's been pretty dominant in the playoffs. He's already better. I, I, he's got a better resume right now. I mean, he's in yeah, the playoffs. No, I guess you're right. I guess you're Zion right. Zion didn't play 20 games. Tyler's exactly. played them all. Exactly. You're right. I mean, Z- it's Zion's, Zion's fault he got hurt. Right. Hey, Zion's didn't, take, didn't take care of the body. That's it. It comes down to that. Comes down to that, Liam. Comes down to it. You've been listening to Keep 100 Sports. I'm Jacob Cowart. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Jacob Cowart, Snapchat at Jacob Cowart7, and Twitter at Jacob Cowart. This is William Reed. You can find me on Instagram and Snapchat at William Reed III, and on Twitter at William Reed03. Uh, I'm Grant Phillips. You can find me on Instagram at GrantPhillips7, and on Snapchat at GrantAPhillips7. And this is Colton. You can find me on Instagram at it's underscore Colton3. It was nice to get back in front of the TV on Saturday and be able to watch some college football that I actually care about with uh, the dogs. My my team, we, back, baby. we pull it out. Well, we had a rough first, rough first half. Struggled, man. It was all right. Hey, our, Q, our uh, quarterback had a QBR of nine. But hey, Stedson Bennett, the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, he comes back and he throws for 200 yards. George Pickens gets a touchdown, and you know Kirby said something that made him unhappy, and you know they went out there and played. William, uh, I was wrong. I'll I'll be the first to admit it. I, I was, was also wrong. wrong. William was more wrong, but I was. But wrong. listen, I'm okay with it. It is a moral victory i will take it it is a loss that i will accept because you'll find out later that i really like florida as a football team put up 35 what does points. this guy not like as a football team george <laughs> yeah well i get that hey who was right who was right colton you were right i'm sorry you picked the the top uh you yeah, you, the, yeah you, you really went out on a, you really went on a on a limb Listen, on that one hey that that whole dbu like, allowed like, 37 to like, ole miss that's so. like picking alabama to beat missouri like who was right told y'all right I'm telling you. Hey, yeah, Alabama looks pretty Trask. good. Trask looks good. Hey, Trask is say, good. You're right. William, I texted you this during the game. That two-quarterback system Dude, was crazy. Isn't it nice? John Rice Plumley. Dude, man. He, they, at the beginning of the game, first drive, they had him at quarterback. Next play, caught a pass, then ran a QB draw. I mean. Dude. You know who looks good for you guys? Who? Uh, the receiver, number nine, Elijah, Elijah, Elijah Moore, Moore two hundred yards yeah, receiving. Yeah. yeah, dude. On a, on the on the DBU, on the dude, DBU, on the exactly. DBU. I'm listen. I'm, I'm not excited. sold on Florida. I'm not. I'm not at all. I am sold on their offense. I'll there, tell you oh, that Kyle right Pitts now. is good. Kyle dude. Pitts is a dog. Uh, Kyle Trask t- is a Heisman hopeful. Um, I like their running back too. Uh, what's his name? Oh God, God, what's this? It's a P Pierce or something like that. Hold on. Yeah, it's Pierce. It's, it's Pierce. Pierce. Yeah. I think he played really well. We'll see how good Ole Miss is, you know, in the coming weeks as they continue through their schedule. But uh, Florida's offense looked really good. Defense struggled. They were without a few of their safeties. But, um, you know, move on. You grow from it. Um, After that, you got to talk about two of the biggest upsets from this past week. The Mad Pirate 
Mike Leach has entered the SEC, and he does so in style. He's such a weird dude. dude. Beating LSU in Baton Rouge. Oh, great. I love him. He's very entertaining. He's He's national treasure. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. KJ Costello was 600 yards passing. You know, Mike Leach, I love that he brought the air raid to the SEC. Um, They had like, what, like 50 yards rushing or something like that? Something crazy low like that. He threw like 60 attempts, bro. Mm -hmm. Dude. He was throwing it all over the field. He was slinging it. K.J. Costello was smart to get down there. He saw Mike Leach. You see what he's done with quarterbacks year in and year out, whoever he has. Like the past three or four quarterbacks he had at Washington State were all top three in passing yards in the country. Anthony Gordon, Luke Falk, Gardner Minshew. They all were, you know, coming into the year. Coming into that year, they were little known. And afterwards, I mean, look at Minshew. He's the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. No one knew him before. Mm-mm. So I love Mike Leach. Um, LSU has some soul searching yes. to do. Their defense looked like your local high school mm-hmm. team. Yeah, um, it's definitely going to be a a person. I do think it will be a rebuild year, especially with this tough schedule and losing all those starters. Um, but you know, what do you think Mississippi State's ceiling is? Because people are getting really hyped. You saw Kirk Herbstreit put him at six. I. I think they're good, but I, I want to see I I want to see them play. I want I can't. I, I'm excited to see them play Auburn and Alabama. I'm ready for those games. So yeah. I, I think they're going to be good. I think there's there's a big future, but I let's I, I want to see a, maybe a little more battle tested. Yeah, I would I would pump the brakes some. Le, Colton, what do you think about your Tigers? Um, I have a lot to say. I'm gonna be honest, uh, but I'm just going to sum it all up. You know, so obviously the defense is. The number one problem. Our offense really isn't the problem to me. Um, See, everyone talking Miles Brennan looked that bad. I didn't really think he looked that bad. He threw for three hundred yards. I mean, he's no Joe Burrow or anything. Had a few really rough passes. He did, but I mean, he 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 did not look good. I was not impressed. Um, Obviously, you know, three hundred yards isn't bad, but if you looked at the mistakes that he was making and watching him in the pocket, like it just wasn't it wasn't good. Um, It really. It was his first game, though, first start. I'm not really too worried about the offense. Defense wins games at the end of the day. Uh, I want to talk about the play calling. Um, you're going up against an air raid offense. You know, your quarter, their quarterback's thrown over 250 yards in the first half. You know, why would you keep going man? You know, you're going man without Derek Stingley. Um, you know, you, we do have uh, Elias Ricks, five-star cornerback coming out. High school, he had one pick too. I think he played really good. I want to see him with Stingley, but I don't know why we would keep going man on an air raid offense with backup corners. Um, that was that was bad. Yeah, well, you know, hey, welcome to the life of an Atlanta fan, just being disappointed by some sports. But hey, mm-hmm. it'll be all right. I think also I think you're line. right though. I think they'll be okay. Their line isn't good this year, like. You know, Brennan had zero time to really go through his reads or any of that. You got to take um, into consideration, though, that they lost, what, 20 of 22 starters? Yeah, something really high like yeah. that. A lot of people that are gone. And you lose your best receiver who opts out mm-hmm. in just, in, yeah. oh, not. Jamar Chase. In yeah. Jamar Chase. Yeah. Which is a huge loss. So, you know, I think that Miles Brennan, you can only get better. Mm-hmm. I mean, and yeah. it's the same thing for the team. They can only get better. Yeah. Uh, you look at Mississippi State, obviously the hype is there. Um, you know, I want to see how good LSU is by the end of the year. I mean, we, you, we might look up 
That is a tough schedule. Oh, I'd go with toughest in college football. Dude, we might look up at the end of the year and they be six and four. I think five and five. Right, is what they're going to be. Dude, but look at Mississippi State's schedule. It is a grind. It's going to be tough. Texas A&M, Alabama on the road, Auburn, Georgia on the road, Ole Miss on the road. That's going to be a fun game, by the way. Yeah. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a Big Twelve kind of game. Yes, it that's is. gonna be sixties and no 50s. defense, none. It's <laughs> gonna be fun. I can't wait. It, Lane Kiffin, Mike Leach. Oh my god, I'm already excited. Yeah, Mike Leach. They're like, oh, so how's it feel beating the national, the defending national championship, uh, LSU Tigers? Like, oh, it's better than usual. And I was like, <laughs> what? I love that guy, dude. He is one of. I was he, like, he is my favorite character in college like, who says that you, you hear what he said they were like how was the day he's like it was an average day <laughs> after they beat the defending no, he's like, it's, it's better than average yeah. and i was like god who dude, says that so, i love him man he's but so moving in to the other upset the oklahoma sooners and their overrated quarterback from qb1 spencer rattler get knocked off by k-state rattler throws three Skyler picks thompson baby Rattler misses the wide open receiver over the middle, throws a pick in the fourth quarter, which seals the game. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, three picks will say that. Listen, you, his first pick was a tipped ball. Okay, uh, you just got to watch the game. You can't look at the stats. You think he feels a, uh, a little pressure behind three straight Oklahoma legends, yeah. Baker Mayfield? Uh, Some Heisman, Heisman winners and the number one picks. Two yeah. Heisman winners and a Heisman runner up. Yeah. Uh, you know, with these young quarterbacks, Rattler and Brennan, you can't overreact with both of them. Both of them had respectable games that made they made young mistakes. Um, they're yes. only going to get better. The talent is there. Two of the three picks were his fault. Colton is right. The tip pass is not his fault. But, but the other two, you've, you've it's a big. Those are big plays that you have to make, especially yes. in these kinds of games. Um, but, and as much as he's been talked about, I was I I just yeah. I just had a feeling. I had a hunch. My dad was telling me, oh, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. I was like, ah, I don't know. I just think he's overrated. Guess we'll see. They're not going to play many people. We'll see when they play Texas. Texas. And Oklahoma State, don't count them out oh, either. Oh, dude, Oklahoma State's Oklahoma good State's year. really good this year. Uh, but look at Skylar Thompson, man. 334 yards he and a touchdown. played a good game. He played. He had to play well for them to win, he and he did. I mean, they scored 2,400 answered points to yeah. finish the game. They were, dude, they were down 30. Five to, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, 35 to 10. How about 14. the defense, though, stepping up and stopping and creating turnovers and, hey, giving the offense a yeah. chance to get back on the field and keep did, it going? Did you see the TikTok of the girl? She was like, you really think you can hurt my feelings? My dad is a defensive coordinator for the Big 12. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, jeez, man. <laughs> that is rough. That's <laughs> tough. That would be a, that would, oh, my God. Could you imagine going to school after a loss? Oh my God! That's bad. <laughs> I could never be a head coach of like a big college's son. Dude, that would be rough. So, oh, how, how's your dad feeling right now? <laughs> I, was, uh, I just couldn't do it. Couldn't do that it. That would be rough. Getting it's a like, lot of fights. It's like being famous. You're getting a lot of fights. Mm-mm. Yeah. We got JT Daniels back. I'm excited to see how he plays. Um, it's going to be a defensive struggle, definitely. Let's see if we can hold Bo Nix to a reasonable game. I think the defense will be all right. It's really going to come down to who can run the ball better, in my opinion and who can make the big plays when it matters and force the turnovers and win the turnover game. Special teams is going to be really big, too. Um, Camardo won Special Teams Player of the Week with his, I think, it four punts inside the 10 or something like that. I think it's going to come down to those kind of plays, but I got Georgia by seven. Yeah. For me, I think this is going to come down to quarterback play. Yes. Bo Nix last year had his ups and downs. 
I want to see if he can make that next step. Um, I think he's capable. I think he has the talent, but this is a tough defense. LeCount is going to force him into making some bad decisions. Um, I'm interested to see how JT Daniels does in his first SEC game. Um, I do think he plays well enough. I mean, obviously, Pac-12 quarterbacks have come into the SEC. You look at K.J. Costello, you know, slicing up the LSU defense. Um, I think LeCount forces Knicks to make a few bad decisions. I got Georgia. Yeah, I got Georgia too. I got Georgia in a nail biter. Uh, I th- like you guys touched on. I think it's going to be based on quarterback play and defense, and that Georgia defense is one of the best in the country, uh, if not the best. Um, so I think J T. Daniels um, has a great first start in the SEC, and I got uh, Georgia by three. Oh, I got Auburn by three. Just going against uh, the grain. I like it. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I'm just, I don't know, bro. He just got know. that hunch. JT Daniels' first game in the SEC versus Bo Nix. Um, now, Auburn defense is pretty good. Yeah, it is. They're Auburn's solid. Very good. Um, that's why I give them, you know, they're a veteran team because, uh, you know, just having a veteran quarterback makes them a veteran team in the first place. Um, yeah, so. I'm interested to see how Bo Nix does because, you know, he got sacked last year for that win where it was 4th and 10, Malik Herring comes around and we sack him to win the game. He also throws a pick that game, so I'm interested to see. LeCount forced two picks uh, against Arkansas, I think is arguably the best safety in the country. Um, so. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what he does, and I'm excited to see what the Dan Lanning, the defensive coordinator, throws at Bo Nix to try to confuse the young quarterback. And same for, same for uh, Auburn, their defensive coordinator, what he throws at JT Daniels. I mean, mm-hmm. first SEC start, I mean, I'm sure he's going to blitz a lot and make, uh, make them throw the ball a lot. Make him uncomfortable in the pocket. That's, that's what I think, too. On to the other big SEC game. Obviously, Alabama-Texas A&M in Tuscaloosa. It'll be on CBS at 3.30. Texas A&M looked really sloppy last week, getting out with a win over Vanderbilt, only one by one score. Just barely. Yeah, they're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. I do think that Alabama plays well enough. I do think Texas A&M keeps it close early, but I think Alabama pulls away in the third quarter. I got Alabama by probably three touchdowns. As I made the comparison earlier with LeBron and... The Heat, I think that they stay close for the first half. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, The only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. But Alabama, they looked pretty good against Missouri. That defense looks good, and I think Mac Jones shows everybody why he's a Heisman contender. And I think he plays well enough, and I got, I got, I got Alabama by two touchdowns. Yeah, uh, I got Alabama in a blowout. Uh, I think they're big three in Mac Jones, Najee Harris. And Jeez, Najee one of the Harris. Best, one of the best receivers uh, in college football. Waddle. Uh, Jalen Waddle. I mean, obviously, you know, they were playing Missouri. Not a lot of talent. But they look, they had few flaws. And Nick Saban uh, knows how big this game is against Texas A&M. I got them by three or four touchdowns. Uh, I didn't watch Alabama play, so I... Don't really know. I'm going Texas A&M on this one, no too. Way. No, no way. No way. I'm for an upset. I'm going no for an upset. No way. He's going upsets just, just to pull up. No way. You couldn't have done I this just, last week, Colt? 
God. Bro, I'm telling no you. No way. Let him explain himself. Let him explain it. I don't know. It. I think it comes down to how Harris plays, in my opinion. Because uh, Harris is that. He's the if factor for them. He is. Um, he's what's going to take them as far as they can go. If he's not playing good, then they're in jeopardy. But I'm going to take the a bro. I'm going to just give him a shot. Uh, obviously, I don't even want to see Alabama win anyways because I'm an LSU fan. No one wants to see Alabama win. <laughs> no one. <laughs> I'm just going to take the a That's all I'm saying. I'm going to upset. I want to yeah. see. Well, listen, here's, here's the deal with that. If you think about all the great upsets of those Alabama teams of the 2010s, what they all have in common is great quarterback play. You know, you look at Ole Miss with the upset over them in back-to-back years. Bo Wallace and Chad Kelly both had over 300 yards. You look at Johnny Manziel, obviously a Heisman winner. Um, you look at Steven Garcia, even, with South Carolina early in 2010s. For Texas a to have a chance, Kellen Mond is going to have to have a big day. And when I mean a big day, I mean maybe 400 yards passing. Yeah. Uh, and a high completion percentage. The running game's got to be strong, yeah. too. Jimbo Fisher's going to be ready. Uh, he's gonna, he's, his team's going to be ready to play. Uh, but I just do not see them competing with this Alabama team. Moving into the last game, it's Texas versus TCU. A lot of people are looking at this game for a potential upset. What do you think? Yeah. You know, obviously last week, Texas pulled out late in overtime against Texas Tech. Just barely. Um, they're going to come in today, this week. They they obviously took Texas Tech for granted. Um, they're seeing they're seeing what people are saying online. They're seeing how they everyone's thinking that TCU is going to upset them. They see that. I think Texas handles business, and Sam Ellinger proves why he's a Heisman contender. Yeah, uh, I'm the same way. I think they fix some of the mistakes from Texas from the Texas Tech game, and. Uh, I like Sam Ellinger. I got Texas big. All right, Cole, I'm hopping on with you. I'm going TCU, upset. I didn't really think that Texas played that well. Defense didn't look very good. Ellinger played good enough to win, but, you know, everyone's, well, Texas is back. I'm not sure. I guess we'll see this week. I'm going Texas right here. Um, <laughs> the one time I'm going to I'm going Texas. Sorry, man. Uh, I like, Texas. I like Texas a lot. I think they can go to the playoffs. I'm just um, not sold on Ellinger yet. I like him. I like him a lot. No, I like him as a person. He's, he's, he's got some swag. I like it a lot. But I'm just not sold yet. And I'm not... They got some good receivers, though. And I'm not, I'm not really... I'm just not sold on the defense either. So this is breaking news. Um, the SEC has tweaked their eligibility for transfers in light of the coronavirus. They are going to allow immediate eligibility. However, Otis Reese is still not going to be eligible for the Ole Miss Rebels to play at safety, which is honestly a joke to me. So, Well, that sticks. Moving on. We are going to give our way-too-early week one college playoff predictions. Colton, go ahead. I got Florida, Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State. Wow, two SEC teams. I got Clemson at the one, or Alabama at the one, Clemson at the two, and this is where I mix things up. I got Oklahoma State at the three, winning the Big 12. Woo! And I got Ooh. Ohio State at the four. I dig it. I like it. Um, I got Clemson in the one seed. And then despite playing limited games, I have Ohio State at the two seed. The third seed, I have the SEC champion, Florida Gators. And the fourth seed, I have Alabama, who despite their one loss to Florida, are going to get in the playoff. Let me tell you guys, you're all wrong. 
About one, about one team. Stetson Bennett is going to lead the Georgia Bulldogs to victory. Good thing you won't have to. JT Daniels is back, William. Get with the program. I know he is. For me, the one seed's got to go to Clemson. You know, they'll play your local high school team and they'll walk in. Bama's going to be two. The University of Georgia is going to be number three. And despite playing a limited number of games, and the reason they will be the four seed is going to be Ohio State for me. Um, so we'll recap uh, week three of the NFL season, starting with my Philadelphia Eagles. Um, we tied the Cincinnati Bengals. Hey, that, hey, that's not in the loss Fly column. Bye, Hey, Carson Wentz is looking great right now. You know, I saw a statistic the other day that said um, that quarterbacks, the lowest quarterback, uh, the lowest QBR of a quarterback with a clean pocket is 69.4, and I believe it's Carson Wentz. Um, so just not a very high percentage for someone who coming into this league, even for me, was a top 10 quarterback. William, at least he can throw the ball 20 plus yards compared to your quarterback. <laughs> hey, I just want to point out that there was a statistic that was on all Eagles access page that was about the receiver, uh, J- what, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside? Arcega-Whiteside. Arcega-Whiteside, yeah. and it was comparing him to a grilled cheese. And Wait, what yeah, did you compare um, him to? A grilled cheese. The grilled cheese has no drops. It's always good. And uh, J.J. just has one drop, and he's not good, and he's always hurt. The big talk going into this season for Eagles fans was, oh, Carson Wentz now has weapons. We had four practice squad wide receivers at the at the end of last season, and it's uh, uh, our the big talk was Carson Wentz now has weapons. He has Marquise Goodwin, who opted out. He has Alshon Jeffrey, who's hurt. He's Deshaun Jackson, who's hurt again. And he's Jalen Rager, who's hurt. And now our starting wide receivers are is John Hightower, who's a rookie in the fifth round, and um, and Greg Ward, who's a practice squad player. From Houston. That was a quarterback yeah. in college at Houston. Yeah, he was Houston. good. So it's just like, look at, look at what um, – and like Howie Roseman, he does not draft well at all. And that's proven. And it's just look at what um, the Cowboys did for Dak Prescott. I mean, they went out and traded for Amari Cooper. They went out and uh, draft drafted uh, Michael Gallup, and uh, they traded up, or they didn't trade up, but they traded C.D. Lamb in the first round. Like they provide, like imagine. I'm not saying it's the same situation, but imagine Andy Reid going to Patrick Mahomes and being like, "Hey." I got you this great wide receiver, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who has 10 career catches in, in, let's see, a season and three games. Instead, we could have drafted D.K. Metcalf, who has more career touchdowns than J.J. Arcega-Whiteside has career catches. So, the weapons, I don't know. Grant, at least you're not a Falcons fan. Yeah, that's true. So, the Falcons... Blow another lead. Again. It's almost poetic hey, dude, Nick at this Foles. point, man. I, I just, Three in a row. We're bro. back. We're back. It's very poetic, man. Y'all are they already look good. Too, hey, we it? might be the greatest first half team in the NFL. And let me Seriously. tell you, it's like it's like they just... Uh, it's, it, there's, it's like the peewee team, the Junior Raiders. No offense to the Junior Raiders. They just come in and play. Like, it looked... I, they benched the starting quarterback. I'm getting some Georgia flashbacks. They put in Nick Foles. Nick Foles, of course, goes out and wins the game. Matt Ryan throws a pick. It's just getting to the point where it's like, when, when, when does Dan Quinn have to go? 
Because at this point, it's... I think it's sooner rather than later. See, I have to disagree with you. I think, unless he goes 0-8, I don't think he gets fired in the middle of the year. I think they wait to the end of the year. Arthur Blank's too nice to do that. I think that he gets fired at the end of the year. Unless he miraculously turns around the ship, which probably won't happen. We'll blow a 15-point lead next week, so... See, I think it's going to be a similar situation to what happened last last year with... They started out super slow, um, and they were losing a bunch of games. And so Dan Quinn knew his job was on the line, and so he started winning games towards the end of the season. So he kept his job, which, you know, they were winning kind of meaningless games like against the 49ers and against teams that it didn't really matter, which only hurt their draft pick. So not only are they keep did they keep a not very not a winning head coach but they also hurt their draft pick and i think a similar situation is going to happen this year it's just it's just once that patriots game happens it's like they can't turn the page it's it's they're still stuck in the past uh they can't get over the hump i mean you got them looking at the onside kick against the cowboys and then letting nick Foles come back and beat you who no disrespect to nick Foles, but he doesn't even start for them i mean trubisky got benched and He's got a Super Bowl MVP. He does. He does. Over. That's for sure. His era is over, and I think Trubisky is done as well. Same thing with LSU. I was, it was like back-to-back days, um, just watching our quarterback just keep getting sacked and constant pressure. And then Dwayne Haskins is just making terrible decisions. Yeah, he's making rookie mistakes, but it's his second year in the league. He needs to learn. He should be developed and learned. I don't even know. He's like looking at his wide receiver and giving away to the secondary and the linebacker. Staring, and just, staring him down. Yeah, I saw. I noticed like, that as well. If you guys just watch him play and watch the highlight, like he'll just stare. Like he, he kind of reminds me of Spencer Rattler in a way too. Um, I saw Rattler do that a lot against Kansas State. Um, you know, if you got a curl route, he's already looking at the wide receiver as soon as he gets the ball in his hands. He's already looking at the right side of the field. So what is the secondary going to do? They're going to motion right down those corners and safeties are all going to come down. Really just offense. Our defense does not look that bad. Um, Chase Young got hurt. Kind of nervous about that. That's a big loss. But that D-line's good enough where... They're deep. It'll, it'll, it'll hurt, definitely, but I think they can overcome it because, you know, when you got, when you got what, five first-round picks on the D-line mm-hmm. and they look pretty solid. Yeah, they have a lot of depth in that. In that position. Yeah, I mean, they're playing the Ravens this week and look, Last or Monday night, the Ravens struggled with Kansas City D line, who doesn't have as many playmakers as uh, Washington. So I think I think Lamar struggled because he felt pressure and didn't have enough time to set up. Throws for ninety seven passing yards, didn't exactly. even break a hundred. Honestly, I think the Ravens will win, but I think uh, the football team, <laughs> Washington. <laughs> football, that's so dude, weird. I, I can't even say that without laughing, dude. Uh, I think Washington's pass rush. It gets to Lamar. Hey, we learned if you keep Lamar contained, hey, you make him throw the ball. It's the same story, but hopefully he comes back and you know does what he did last year and proves everyone wrong. But it just it a little a little bit of deja vu there. The Bills beat the Rams. They're climbing a lot of people's power rankings at the moment. Um, Josh Allen is playing really well. He's already got over a thousand passing yards. He's really you know surprised me honestly. I knew he was a scrappy, good quarterback, but he's playing a lot better than I thought he has. I thought he was just a strong arm that's not afraid to duck it, but he's obviously more than that. Stephon Diggs is top five in receiving yards, and he's second in the league in passing yards. So I think he's the real deal. 
Let's see. Russell Wilson continued to play well against the Cowboys. He's he's really solidifying his position as the front runner for the MVP award at the moment. But let's talk about the Saints. It's hard to watch, honestly. And I get that the Packers are a, are a really good football team, and Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. He made a, a couple really great throws. Patrick Mahomes likes yeah. throws. Yeah, he's made. Yeah, he made one on the run to his left off his back foot, just dropping into the bucket to Alan Lazard, who who killed us all night. I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but Alan Lazard killed us all night. He had over 100 receiving yards, broke his personal record. Defensively, we're looking, we're struggling. We're not playing well enough as we should. We're playing. We have Demario Davis, who's a top three linebacker in the league. Cameron Jordan, who's a top three defensive end in the league. Marshawn Lattimore, who's a top eight corner in the league, arguably top five. You got Marcus Williams, who's really come into himself this past year. Malcolm Jenkins has really underperformed. Defensively, we're struggling. And obviously, the biggest question mark at the moment is... Can Drew Brees bounce back? You know, you look at the numbers, he doesn't look like anything's off. I mean, 300 passing yards against the Raiders. But if you just watch him play, he just doesn't have the confidence in his arm anymore to throw it down the field. And I get he, he hasn't had Michael Thomas. But even in week one... It just seems that over 20 yards is not... You throw anything under 20 yards, Drew Brees is the most accurate passer yes. in the NFL. But it just seems that over 20 yards, he's yeah lost a little confidence. I don't know if he's... Is he maybe injured? Maybe... I don't know. But it doesn't look the same. That's the thing with the quarterbacks. The long ball is the first thing to go. Other than legs. The long ball is the first thing to go. And obviously, I like I said, the lack of Michael Thomas hurts. Me and my dad were talking about this the other day. You got Jameis Winston on the bench over there. When is it time to get him him a few reps? A few reps. Just to see where he's at. You can twist his stats wherever you want him you to. You can do, what, the 30 picks, 30 he's, touchdowns? He's hey. still threw 5,000 passing How about How year. about, what if it's the system? What if it's the receivers? What if it's, hey, you got Alvin Kamara in the backfield. Who, by the way, is... Is, is looking like a, a... I told Grant this the other day. At the moment, he's looking like the best running back in the league. He's single-handedly going to carry the... He's Saints keeping us the, in games. Yes. Yes. He's, he's, he's fifth in the league in receiving yards. Yeah. He's, to, yeah. he's top five in every receiving category in the league right now as a running back. Mm-hmm. You know, he had that long run last night that just... That was an incredible run. Mm-hmm. That looked like rookie Kamara. He hasn't... He's been injured since his rookie year. He's never really been the same. But now he's really starting to come back. He's really starting to show that balance. He has that body control. And it's really good to see. I just wish that Drew could get on the same page. I hate to do it, but I really I really do want to see what Jameis can do. I do want to give Breeze more time. It's early. Saints fans, we panic. But I, I do. I love Drew, obviously. He's, he's, he's a New Orleans hero. But I do want to see. I want to see Jameis get a few more reps. Maybe rest Breeze's arm every yeah. other series. Yeah. And if we're up a few scores... Put yeah. him in the game because I do think he has the potential to be a really good quarterback. So earlier I mentioned Ole Miss's two quarterback system. You think they could ever implement? I know they already have a little bit of that with Taysom Hill, but you ever think they could almost put Drew Brees and Jameis Winston on this on the field at the same time? Personally, no. Just because yeah. I just don't see Jameis just isn't as good as a runner as Taysom. He's not. He's, look at if you look at Drew and Jameis, they've never been known for their athleticism. No. Yeah. Even, yeah. even in college, when Jameis was could could maneuver in the pocket and can run a little bit, he's really lost that. He's really never really had that. He's elusive. He can move around in the pocket, but he is not a a running threat. Yeah. When mm-hmm. teams prepared for the Buccaneers, they didn't prepare for Jameis to run the football. So I really don't see that as a, a an opportunity. I think you know 
Taysom, even though we overpaid for him, he's obviously a great utility player. You can put him anywhere. But no, I don't, I don't see Jameis and Drew in the same play. Moving on to probably the most exciting thing that's happening in the world right now. It's Major League Baseball. It's oh, October no. Baseball. Cap. The it, Tampa Bay Lightning, baby. I told right. you. All right, you were right. Stanley Cup champions. That's all I have to say. Yeah, it is postseason baseball time. The Braves and the Cincinnati Reds duked it out for 13 innings today. They had the longest postseason without scoring a run. It was 12 innings. They broke that record. So, And the Braves get their first series win. Like the first time they've won the first game of a series since the last time they actually won a series, which was 2001. Uh, Reds in three. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Phillies in not the playoffs. Oh, sorry. Um, so I think Freed pitched well. Trevor Bauer pitched very well. Trevor Bauer is my favorite player in the league right now. He put TrevorBauer.com in the Cy Young Award on his cleats and pitched against the Braves. MVP Freddie Freeman comes and walks it off. Who else? The Braves win one nothing. We got Ian Anderson, our youngest pitcher in the rotation, on the mound tomorrow. And we'll see if we can get the bats started a little earlier. If they win tomorrow, Watch out. Yeah, the only thing that scares me with the Braves is you had Freed today and Anderson tomorrow. But after that, if it goes to game three, you guys have a bullpen game. And that's you got, nah, you got you got Kyle Wright, who's been pretty solid his past two starts. I get what you're saying. Kyle Wright has been up and down with the past two starts, and hopefully it can carry over to the games. But, you know, once you even get in those five people, like five, the five-game series, we're going to see how the what the Braves are made of. And the bullpen looked really good, so. They did, yeah. Pitching both sides today was crazy and then Williams Yankees put up you know 11 on Cleveland played very well and they're going for the sweep tonight I think they'll get it having everyone have back healthy there's the Yankees are really good this year as much as I hate to say it uh I think I think they have a legitimate shot to make the World Series and a legitimate shot to win it yeah um a lot of people doubted them but think about it this season they they hardly had their starting lineup healthy no uh, they barely they, did they, yeah they dipped all the way to third in their division the AL East, but um, they bounced back at the end of the season. Once they got everyone healthy, I knew that they'd be a dangerous offensive team with Cole on the mound last night, Tanaka on the mound tonight. I mean, I guess you could say maybe the Dodgers, but offensively and pitching-wise, I don't know another team that stacks up on paper with the talent that they have. I agree. Well, yeah, that's been the story all year long. Coming into this year, we were the World Series favorites with along with the Dodgers and even the Braves. We just had those skids, and I, and I wonder if we can really put together a run like we did to finish this regular season. I mean, there was a point where if we didn't start winning games that we had we were in danger of missing the playoffs. Yeah, you guys dropped to third in your division. Yeah, even even as the most talented team on paper, that's just been the story. I want to see how we can play Luke Foyt. I don't know if Sanchez is back tonight. The biggest Achilles heel for the Yankees is the same as the Phillies. It's the bullpen, dude. Uh, you got Chapman. If you can get to the ninth, they're hold guys. Those guys, when you know your starters don't have a great game, when, when Kikor Tanaka don't throw that well, the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth inning guys, those guys that are supposed to keep you in the games have not been there since Batansis left and Andrew Miller left a few years ago. Those are some big losses, and to fill those gaps is hard. That's going to be what is the biggest thing for postseason baseball, and that's, that's pitching, the yeah. bullpen, the back of bullpens. Yeah, but I would not doubt Tanaka. I mean, he has the best playoff ERA with a minimum of 10 starts. I know, so, I know. But, you know, baseball is baseball's a crazy game, yeah, man. Baseball, you, game, you never bro. know how it's going to go. It's not like the other sports where you can basically pick a winner, like you think that there can be a winner. Baseball, it can go either way. 
Yeah, um, I think I always said the other day when the when the playoff bracket came out, I said if the Yankees can win the first round, I had them win in the World Series. Uh, I, I wanted to see how they were going to play. Obviously, we've only seen game one, and it was with their ace um, on the mound, but I just wanted to see how they were going to come out fully healthy. John Carlos Stanton back. Um, it's a home run last night. Yeah. 116 miles an hour off the bat. Get in front of that one. Would not want to. <laughs> yeah, runs. but, I mean, they looked next to perfect. So, I mean, they're my World Series favorites. So, wrapping up the question of the day, Colton. Talked about KJ Costello throwing for 623 yards against LSU defense. So, who has a single game passing yards record currently? Is it A, Baker Mayfield, B, Joe Burrow, C, Patrick Mahomes, and D, Sam Bradford? And William, if you know it, I want you to tell me the exact... I'll I'll tell you, this is hilarious because I think I know the exact game. D, Sam Bradford. All right, you think it's Sam Bradford? All right, you're in. Let's go. Yeah, I'm going to Sam Bradford, too. Only reason why? Former Eagle. (laughs) Okay, I think it was Patrick Mahomes. Now, literally, Jacob is looking at me. It's not pulled up on anything. No, he's not. He's watching the game, actually. He's watching the Yankees game. Patrick Mahomes against Oklahoma, and I think it was somewhere in the 800 range. Nope. He had 819 total yards, but he had 734 passes. Oh. Well, but was it, it is Patrick Mahomes. You guys are both wrong. William is right. Jacob's wrong. All right. I don't know why we got to point that out so much. Relax. Grant was wrong, too. Thank you guys for listening. It's a lot of Listen, fun. We're more wrong. All right. Yes, he was. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, share it for us. We'll see you next week. At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business are heroic, and you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you. Virginia, William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook.